All right, this is the Campus Report. This is the Campus Report from the Y Millbanks Podcast Studios here in Millbanks, South Dakota. Um, today we're back with uh, the world traveling Jean Claude. Uh, JP Linquist is back with us. Uh, he's home for uh, giving thanks and eating a lot of food with the fam uh, from from Fargo. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say that again. We are hey, from Fargo. There we are. We're here now. Nice. Before I wasn't. Um, uh, yeah, you weren't there. No. Since we last talked, I think you were. Uh, was that almost a year ago now? Yeah, it's. That sounds about right, actually. Because you were you were mm. headed to China. When did you leave for China? I left in February, but I feel like we talked. A good, a good while before that. So. Well, we did, but then I think we did sit down a little bit before, like right before you left. Maybe it was the weekend you were leaving. I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. Mm. It slipped anyway, away. Yeah. <laughs> have you done anything? Too many since crazy then? <laughs> things have happened since then. You went to China. I did. How was it? It was wild. Yeah. It was wild. And I remember, uh, since you're near unto seven feet tall, I think I asked you to figure out how many times basketball was referenced to you. Was that? Did it happen? Yeah, it mostly. Mostly happened. Uh, you walk around the the cities at night, and the little kids come out of the little stores. Yeah, and I like mean, because they see you, they came oh, out. Oh yeah, and they just they just I mean fangirl, fanboy, whatever you want to call it. And then and then they would ask me. It never every every single time it was, do you know Yao Ming? No way. Yeah, really? always. Yeah, it's like oh, you must be tall. You must know Yao Ming. Well, he's a, almost a good foot on you, right? Yeah, he's he's got a lot. <laughs> seven eight. Yeah, seven six. Seven six. Yeah, man. But yeah, it was always comparison to Yao Ming, which I'll take. Well, yeah, it's fine by me. So going over there, how was it? How long was your flight? You left from Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis, Chicago. That's United flies Chicago and. Oh, what kind of plane? Was that a big, big monster? One. Was it like yeah. a well, like a double decker or? No, I didn't get on one of those. Oh. It had. It was like a. Two, three, two. No, two, four, two. Three, four, oh. three. It was three. Yeah, three, three on the sides and, and four, in the four in the middle. Yeah, so it was pretty is big. A, is that a 747? It was or one of the Airbus? newer ones. It was Not a, a 777, a triple? It was. Is that a Dreamliner? I I wish I knew. People have talked to me about this before. It was United? Yeah, United. Um, But it was, it was nice. I walked fly? around a ton. Well, yeah, how long was the flight? 16 was the... The one from Chicago, the Hong Kong, I didn't sleep a didn't sleep a single bit. Oh no! It was I mean, then I got got to Hong Kong and slept like a baby. So it was actually pretty nice. You looking up which plane it was? Yeah, uh, they fly seven triple seven. Seven seventy seven. Uh, they will they will they will replace their seven forty seven four hundred. So it was probably a seven forty seven. But United has the best movie selection. I'll let you know that, and they'll <laughs> let you know that. Do they say that? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> who who do they have deals with? I don't know, but I was watching movies that definitely had just been out on of theaters. Uh, I can't remember. I didn't watch the movies. I could have watched the movies. So I what did you do for sixteen hours? Oh, well, I watched a few movies. I watched Free Willy. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. Th- this constitutes the best selection. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Free Willy, Passengers. I was really had high expectations for that. I mean. If you have you seen The Martian and Interstellar? Oh no! Oh, you should watch yeah, those. See, I don't. Those don't do much. For sci-fi, me. other planet movies. I mean, I was super excited. Passengers came and it was awful. It was, it was an egg. <laughs> who, Laid uh, an egg. I don't know who, who stars in that. I forget. I think flag, Jennifer. 
Jennifer Lawrence, I think. Mm. J Law. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was Jennifer Lawrence. So. So you fly 16 hours, wandering about above the sky mm-hmm. or in the sky. Um, you landed where in Hong Kong? In Hong Kong, Hong Kong, and then took a ferry. Oh, so I, right when I got there, I had a, had some troubles because it was like the ferry to my city. Uh, the 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 hours that it ran. Um, was only till like six o'clock, and I was supposed to fly in, get there at like five. So it's like I don't have time to get on the ferry, so I have to stay the night and then just go in the morning. So like just hang out in the hotel or I mean in the airport? Well, that's what I was trying I was trying to figure out what to, what to do, trying to plan ahead and it just didn't work out because then if you leave customs, you can't take that ferry. So, I spent a lot of money to stay in the airport hotel, which of course is always going to be a lot of money. And then I got up early Couldn't in the you just slept on a, <laughs> a chair? I definitely could have, but that I mean that would have been like a good like 50, 60 hours with like three hours oh. of sleep. So, so paid a lot of money to stay there. And then I get up early in the morning. It's like, I'm going to go take the ferry. They say, oh, you got, you already passed through customs. You have to go into town. So had I known that I could have stayed in town for like 10 bucks rather than like 150 bucks. But so that was a rough start. So you had to go through customs to get to the hotel? Well, you had to leave customs to get into the hotel. You know what I mean? So you oh, get off make, the plane, yeah, makes pass through. Yeah, it was dumb. Next time. They didn't, know. So was this like plainly visible in like Chinese? You uh, just couldn't read it? <laughs> no, they have English signs. Luckily, Hong Kong <coughs> Hong Kong people get educated in both um, Chinese and English. So, And of course, it's an international airport, so mm. it was fine. It was, it was for my own lack of knowledge. <laughs> I mean, 16 hours in a plane. Wait, so you had been up for 20, well... 24 at that point. Probably, yeah, I right? slept like two hours before the yeah. night before, too. So, I mean. Yeah. So, you get there, um, you finally get on the ferry the next day or in, from town? Yep. And make it there, no problem? Yeah, it was not bad. And then my roommate, who I stayed with, came and picked me up at the ferry port, took me to the. Was this a, a, a native? Yeah. To the so China? They, yeah, the, the school I went to, they pair up each international student with a local. And so that makes it really nice just getting used to the culture and having someone who actually knows their way around Mm -hmm. and so he took me got me set up got to the got to the uh campus figured out my bed was a plank of wood (laughs) i don't know if you saw that in my (laughs) videos but uh so yeah i got there in the first day and the the my roommates having this big talk with the auntie because each dorm building has an aunt that you have to pass through because they're there to make sure everything's fine and they enforce curfew and things like that and curfew is 11 o'clock by the way it's strict you mean with the school has that set yeah up? if you if you if you uh are you busted if you, if otherwise? you break oh you get to meet the president on your fifth time what yeah the fifth time you break curfew like g like <laughs> no the pres- sorry oh, pres- the college. No, president sorry. of the college i mean if you break it six times maybe you move up to the <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> anyways they're having this big talk and it's like they're trying to figure out what's going on anyways he translates for me the fact that Oh, they're so worried that your bed's not gonna be long enough, so they're gonna they're gonna make an extend it for you. And it's like, how do you extend a bed? Like, because after me, who else is gonna use it? You know, how do you cut a how do you cut through box or how do you cut through the springs of a bed? Anyways, I I see a couple of the workers on campus walking down with a big long plank of plywood, and it's like, okay, what's going on here? And we bring it in to the dorm, 
They have me lay down on the bed. They nail it into place, and they leave. And that's that was your bed? bed. Yeah. So they just added length by just yeah. throwing another board on there. <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> nothing soft. Um, so I mean, most people's the solution to most to that is some people just decide to sleep on the hardwood. Some people go and buy like one yoga mat. That's um, one. Yeah, it's hard. I couldn't do it. I and so I went and bought like you know you can get mattress. <laughs> Toppers, so uh, I bought two of those. And like memory foam stuff, or the not egg, even. egg crate looking. Not even. No, oh, it's not like that a, good. No, you know, like it's like the, a heavy blanket. Yeah, like the top of the mattress, and it's just like zoom, cut right yeah. off. Yeah. So I got huh. two of those. Put a blanket between it, and it was, I was used to it by the time it was over. Stopping by right now in the Minneapolis airport. Oh, let's fast forward. This is the first time. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm studying abroad in China. I'm on my way to Hong Kong. I'll have to spend the whole weekend on the airplane. That's going to stink. Hopefully it goes fast, but catch on the flip side. Hey, guys, I'm back. Bet you haven't seen 16 hours go by that fast. You look good, by the way. I am currently in my hotel. So that's just so you're aware. Uh, the J- uh, Josiah Linquist on the YouTubes. Did you do four or five? I, I got through four, yeah, yeah, and then I gave up. And then you were done. And I hung it up. <laughs> <laughs> so these are, uh, it was awesome for us on this side of the, the pond to uh, to get a little glimpse of your journey. So that was cool. I it, I was bummed when you didn't complete, but I totally get that, well, you're there to actually study. Yeah. Not, it just became, vlog. It became a thing of, it wasn't so bad getting the footage. I mean, I just used my, honestly, just used my cell phone, made sure it was in 4K recording and so that was fine. Uh, the biggest thing was if I wanted to make them look good and you tie up your identity mm-hmm. in something, you spend a lot of time editing. And mm-hmm. I was, I wanted to go explore rather than sit in my room on my laptop. So, well, and, and it's tough too because at some point you are then filming the entire event and then trying to, all you think about is the shot. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely it. adds some pressure. Mm-hmm. But now, I, I tried to go about it in a. If you went there again, going knowing what you do, if you went there not in school, theoretically, it'd be easier, correct? To do what? Like to to then film, film. your your way through. Oh yeah, kind of, kind of think that through better if it, you weren't having to study at the same time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you, it's not like I had too many commitments, but also, don't say that out loud. Shh. Oops, <laughs> college kids. <laughs> Lots no. of hard study hours of just. Hitting the books. Yeah, if I was roaming the streets, it'd be a lot of, I mean, just traveling around, doing nothing. It'd be easy and fun, and we can talk about that. Interesting. Wait, talk about just roaming the streets? Going back. Going Ooh. back. Yeah? Yeah, plans. All right, well, we'll get there in a minute. Yeah, we'll so, save it. So uh, you, you get to the China, mm-hmm. you do your stuff. Um, what, was the, what was the first food you tried that was exotic? Uh, first meal I had was some super oily boiling tofu and rice. And then the next meal now I had you say that super oily like it might not be good. Was it good? Oh, it's, oh yeah, it's so good. I mean, probably not for your health, but for your taste well, We don't care about that. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I had first hot pot. That's kind of a and that, interesting. That, that's where there's a pot of liquid and it's hot and you put raw stuff in it. Yeah, and it you cooks just it, right? Throw raw stuff. I mean, now, you, you, is it your pot of stuff that ev- you're putting it in? Everyone so you shares just, it. Okay, it's not like a bowl of soup that you get to no enjoy on your own. No, but I mean, like you can just grab grab the lettuce with your hands off of 
off the plate, tear it up a little bit, toss it in. Oh, that sounds so good. It's really fun. Really a community thing. We should do it sometime. Yeah. Well, I, I've started making um, pho, whatever oh, it's called. There we go. Vietnamese um, pho. Ah, I love it. I've never it's, had. It, it, it's one of my favorite dishes now. That and sushi. I, I could eat those all day and be extremely satisfied. You've been making it? Yeah. Dang. So I, I got the rice noodles the other day and I got the... I, I don't want to spend a whole day making broth, so I just to try it out, I bought a... Uh, Powder. Oh, really? I can't really read, so that makes me think that it's probably somewhat authentic. Is it a special? They don't use just like normal chicken broth. Oh or? no, it's got certain spices in it. Oh, and cool. There's certain stuff you have to That's do to fun. make it. It's fun to discover those kind. The of crazy things. part is you cut your meat super thin, and so it's similar to a hot pot in that you put your cooked noodles in your bowl with nothing, just sure. put them in there, take them out, boil them, and then put them in there yeah. dry. Or like not dripping. Work. Right, yeah, yeah. You don't pour liquid with it. Yeah. You just take the noodles. Okay. Put that in, and then you put your, you put um, sliced green onions in there, mm-hmm. and slices of raw meat, and then you pour the liquid on it, and oh, then that on. cooks it. Yeah, so it's oh. kind of a similar feel. Nice, yeah. And then you garnish it with beans, fresh bean sprouts, which, getting it here. Yeah, where are you getting like, those from? Yeah, I didn't, and that was the bummer. Ah. So I used cabbage, which worked. Sliced up cabbage thin, and that was Oh, okay. just do it. Mm-hmm. So it looks the same. Yeah, I mean, it had Crunchy. a similar texture. Yeah, texture. That's and smart. then slice uh, jalapenos. Oh, and there you go. Th- I needed fresh basil, but I didn't have any. So I used cilantro, which was, for me, that was okay. Yeah. Uh, and f- dynamite. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so good. It's stupid. The only thing I missed was I didn't have any tripe to put in it or tendon to put in it. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> well, tripe is cow stomach. Oh, oh okay. Stomach lining. So that's something. So if you go to like a traditional pho, whatever you call it, P-H-O. Yeah, you're saying it, right? It's close. It's fa, pho, whatever. And anyway. It's not pho. That's no, no. People, it's not pho. <laughs> Unless you're American, then it's pho. Po. Po, yeah. <laughs> um, you can get it with a sausage they make, um, rib steak, which that's always good, and tendon, which is weird. It's like they take tendon, the thing you typically, like, get stuck in your mouth and you spit it out if you're eating steak. Yeah. Uh, you put that in and it boils, and then tripe, which is like thin strips of the chewy stomach. Cow stomach. And it's got yeah. it kind of like has little sucker the, looking things. Well, it kind of has the the visual. At least the last one I had, which was in um, well, I had some in Oregon last week when I was there, and it had kind of the the visual of like they took part of a baby octopus, sliced off the legs, and throw it in. Okay, yeah, we're thinking feel. about the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was similar. And it's just it's chewy. It's like eating a little piece of rubber. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. know. That's the thing. I mean, some of those things people are super scared of, uh, but they're not so, they're not, for me, it's like not a preference, mm-hmm. but it's not the end of the world. You know? Right. You know what I mean? I, I think the one thing I would have a, an actual problem eating is bugs and scorpions and such. I just, I don't know. Did you encounter that over there? I, I didn't. It really wasn't that big of a thing. Um, but like on the street, they don't like at the market. I literally saw it once. Really? Yeah, and then I mean they were frying them, and then but coming back and just going to like the um, Asian markets and things like that. Now I see them, mm-hmm. but I honestly wasn't so much of a thing. <coughs> well, when I lived in Africa um, back in two thousand four, two thousand three, I guess um, three and four, they uh, depending on the sea, the time of year, they like the grasshopper season when this plague of grasshoppers comes in, mm-hmm. then they catch them. And they do it. They have these big, like, 10, like, 50-gallon um, garbage cans. Yeah. And they take a piece of corrugated roofing and bend it, kind of curl it, and shove it down in there. And then they have a bunch of these things, and then they put stadium lights on. 
And so it creates this attract. No, it just creates, they suck to oh, the light. Oh, okay. When they fall down in there, they can't get out somehow. Interesting. And so they fall into that thing and then they catch them. And the next day, they are just bags of these things on the side of the road people are selling. That's crazy. Some of them are alive, but a lot of them are cooked. I wasn't about to eat them, but that was a big deal there Is during that, the season. They're pretty excited for it? Oh, yeah. Like, it's protein that a lot of these, you know, a lot of the the native bush people, they don't have. Yeah, but when you, you know, it's funny. me. You got to eat like a whole sack of those things to <laughs> equal one chicken breast, though. I mean, when you think about how light they are. Right. But when they fly into your mouth, I mean, you don't have to go raise a chicken. I don't know. I, I think the craziest part over there visually was uh, after a rain during the summer, <coughs> these big flying ants would come out of the ground. Oh, no. And they're huge. Big ants that are an inch long, some of them. And then maybe half inch. And they have big wings. Well, where we lived, just down the road was a place they were coming up. Africans were sitting there on their haunches as they came out, grabbing them and eating them as they came out of the ground. It just excited because that was like, it was creepy. free food. For me, yeah, but it was. That's crazy. Which which country are you in? Uganda. Uganda. Okay. So that that's my crazy bug story. So when I when I think of Asia, that's you know similar. Kinda. I mean, you see on something different. The YouTube, these people eating scorpions and stuff, and I don't know. Oh, I watched a video last week of this guy with minnows, oh. just shaking them around. He swallowed. Oh, I mean, he swallowed like twenty. Like raw. Yeah, or, I mean, like alive. T- yeah, like twenty oh, minnows. I don't know. Why? It was like he put like gasoline. It's I don't know. It was gasoline. Weird. Really? It looked like it. it was. It was a ridiculous video, but. Oh, that's beside the point. That's just very beside the point. There's a rabbit trail for you. Go find it. <laughs> so uh, you got your your crazy food. Yeah. So how, but the the actual studying you did, what was the, I mean, what was it? Was it kind of cultural? No. Cultural studies so, or was it? So the school I was at is honestly the first first of this kind in China. They're they very traditionally, um, I don't know what the, the opposite of a liberal arts school is, um, but conservative but, engineering. <laughs> sure. What would it be? But uh, it was a new new system where they. I mean, all the classes are taught in English, so all the teachers are coming from all around the world. And oh, then, so so it's a an international. Yeah, international school. school, and then the students can come and get educated in like more of creative, uh, creative fields. Mm-hmm. So lots of like journalism and. Um, just multimedia things like that and honestly the students who graduate from there have opportunities that are better than some of the students graduating from like the best universities like Peking University why because it's just a whole new concept and they're they graduate I mean obviously there's students that come to America or Britain and attend classes in English but it's like the idea of this homegrown Mm -hmm. um, superstar you know so it's a really great opportunity for the students to get in. Really expensive. One of the, I think it's top five most expensive schools in China. Still, what does that mean though? Still I under, mean, what kind of dollar still, amount? I think about seven or eight thousand per year, and housing is nothing. I paid about paid about three hundred and fifty dollars for to live Are for kidding? five five months. So it was crazy. Wow. So what was your most exotic travel you did while you were there? I went to the small, small, small country of Brunei. <laughs> The co- why? I, because I was near it, and I, and, I, and why not? Yeah, I took a trip to Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, 
This all by yourself or with people? I went with one friend. She was Chinese, though, and so the process of getting visas is too difficult. So she stayed in Malaysia while I went on a trip to Singapore and Brunei. Oh, one, did you go to Singapore? One, yeah. I spent a day I, there. I so want to go there. But, was it fascinating? Oh, it was amazing. So modern. So clean. Well, it's crazy modern, but at the same time, isn't there some pretty old structures in the city also? Oh, beautiful. I mean, you like, and it's all section, not sectioned off, but in different areas. You'll find different like time periods and different places where different different people have settled you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you can find like some really cool like romantic buildings and that's, that's so cool yeah it was wonderful but that day i was trying to skimp out on paying for any sort of living so we flew in overnight from china to kuala lumpur gotten so we didn't have anywhere to sleep that night now uh you flew in what was that ticket it was 177 dollars. and is that how far did it go it was like a four-hour flight so it's like not bad. That's not bad. I bought it like two two weeks in advance, so I didn't I didn't get a good deal, but it was still very affordable. So spent the whole night on that plane. I mean, we'll, we'll spend four or five hundred bucks on a flight to the east west coast from here. So. Oh yeah. So they have Air okay. China, which is a lot like Spirit Airlines. Okay. And I mean, it's so big. They they make the Kuala Lumpur Airport, the one where Kim Jong Un's brother was killed, by the way. Oh, um, how about that? <laughs> uh, I think that was while I was there. Uh, but they, they what? actually made Wait a, a second. <laughs> they actually made Who a whole, are you? <laughs> <laughs> they made a separate airport just for Air Asia or Air China. So they have their own wing, their own. Yeah. And it's just those flights. So it's like affordable flying for everyone. So it's, it's a huge operation. And it's actually really nice. It's just, it, well, it's like no frills. So you pay for everything. Mm-hmm. everything well, extra. what is the, the population in China? Billion something? Yeah. I think it's over a billion. Yeah. Now. So there you go. Everyone's, tra- and everyone is kind of rising to the, at least taste getting taste of the middle class so people are having more time to travel more money to get around so i mean when you when people have time off they go where all, go somewhere it's, and it's so crazy packed it's ridiculous how was traffic in hong kong hong kong hong kong is jam packed were you not there much well i was is, is it dirty hong kong was hong kong is pretty well developed um cuz there's lots of foreign foreign people living there but and then i lived in a city called juhai which is rated literally the number one most livable city in China. So it's very, there's not much history or culture or like old, mostly new people have moved there. Lots of international people. Ah, not so much, but just clean and a lot of, they have a lot of money. So like I was living in a very nice area, but you go on the bus for 20 minutes and then it's not, you can get in the countryside and see all of the things that, haven't changed. In Is it like walking back in time? It, honestly, yeah. It's. I mean, I went, when I went over towards Tibet, that was. It's like. But the whole it's, new world is. Oh, it? it's crazy. It's, it's. I mean, it's just wonderful to. You just your senses just get blown out everywhere you go. You know, because it's something totally crazy, something new that you've never experienced before. So wow. I was. I was wonderful. But anyways, going back to Brunei, uh, on that trip. I spent three nights not in a hotel. I was either sleeping on a bus, on a sleep, on a, like a seven-hour bus or in a plane. And I actually, on the third day, I hadn't, I literally hadn't showered in three days. And so I went to the top <laughs> of the of the bus station and in those, the toilet stalls, they have hoses for cleaning out your backside. Yeah. I showered with that thing. <laughs> and so that was like, that was a low point, but. It was, I mean, it's a good, good story, right? Sure. Where you're laughing. 
<laughs> so, uh, looking at the map of China, well, I see Singapore and Brunei is a tiny little country. Yeah. What is, what else is on that island? Well, that island is called the Borneo, so Sada- it's oh, half, okay. half Sarawak, half Malaysia, half Indonesia, and about one point five percent Brunei. <clears throat> so. Brunei is technically completely surrounded, other than well, the, there's, there's water. Yeah, but otherwise, spratly, no. Let's see, what what ocean is that? The Gulf know. of Thai, oh, the South China Sea. There you go. Mm, must be the whole thing. But I mean, Brunei is the fifth highest GDP. There, the Sultan of Brunei is oh, famous for having like four thousand luxury cars that are literally just rotting. Um, and so I mean, where did the, you stay? I stayed at a, there's no, literally no tourism is developed there. So there was, I think, two or three different Airbnbs. So I stayed at an Airbnb. Where? What town? In Barry Sander Bagawan, capital. And so uh, that was. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> Up at the top? Yeah, but that country, they follow Sharia law. So going in, I was like really nervous. Did you have to wear a robe? I wore, I mean, it was like 97 degrees and I wore three shirts and jeans and it was horrible. And Friday, every Friday from 12 o'clock to two o'clock, the whole entire country shuts down. For prayer? So, yeah. So, and I was there at that time. Is it eerie? No, it was. Like, does it come out over the loudspeaker? No, it was just, oh. I, well, I found myself at one of the bigger temple or the bigger mosques mm-hmm. and, uh, so I just watched everyone kind of flock in. So I was, that was a cool thing. But it was so hot and so was it humid? uncomfortable. Oh yeah, but did you see other uh, non-natives? Zero. So you you stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah, but they they treat you nice over there. They're they're welcoming. Do they speak English? Actually, some of them do. So you just assume they were treating you nice. <laughs> True. As long as they weren't giving me too weird a look. <laughs> what did they speak? Do they have their own language, or I is think it a version they speak of Malaysian? Chinese? Oh, okay. Uh, but like when you get into Malaysia and Singapore, those students are educated from the time they start elementary school in Malaysian. Hmm. So like their traditional tongue and then Chinese and English. So traveling, if you ever need to go to, if you ever want to go to Asia and you don't want to have to have too much problems, Mm -hmm. go to Malaysia, Singapore. And it's so, so easy. Just very relaxing. So you were so close to to Vietnam. My goodness. Yeah. We can't go there without a passport. But you, from where I was, you could take a bus what? or a visa. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh I Sorry. see. <clears throat> Most places we can bounce around, but mm-hmm. with Vietnam, no. Need a special visa, so I didn't do that. Crazy. Yeah, it's a wild world. So what was your uh, most fond memory of being over there? Oh, fond memory. I mean, not to put you on the spot. No, probably I have really good memories of singing karaoke. Late at night. Um, <laughs> Any sake influence? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no sake. Well, they have, Japan, a, they have a special one called Baijiu. Oh. Which is just called, it's like rice alcohol. Really horrible tasting. Is it and, bad? Oh, but like. Does it like very give strong. you lots of courage? <laughs> <laughs> the men, the old Chinese men, they, I mean, they drink it with dinner. So they're. Oh, they're seasoned veterans, but most people are just and that's straight up hard of, liquor. It's like fifty six percent. Oh alcohol. man, it's just like a it burns. It's like jumping into a really really cold <laughs> pool. That's the only way oh, I describe man. it. Um, wow, do you go to Laos at all? No, no, no Laos. So right. I was in China, T- 
Thailand. Visited an old friend from. Oh, you Milbank. went to Thailand? Yeah, that was wonderful. Who did you see from Milbank? His name. Well, he was an exchange student yeah. named Win Sinsu Primpun. He cool. was my grade, so he played basketball with us. Awesome. So that was that was the first month in. So that was kind of like a little taste of home. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And then Singapore, Malaysia, Brunei, and China. So. So you had to fly into Th- Thailand, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes, into Bangkok. So you didn't make it to Burma? No Burma. Myanmar? No, I would want to stay out of there now, too. It's yeah. rough right there. Well, yeah. But... It's all, I mean, it's all... <laughs> Cambodia's there. It's, mm. it's kind of sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I learned about the country of Bhutan, you have to pay $250 every day you stay there. Who does? Foreigners. You have to either be invited or you have to pay $250 and... Because that, that country has a negative carbon footprint. They're just really careful about everything they that, do. How? They don't. It's they're just They're not money. developed enough yet, probably, to to not, you know, like big factory business. So, yeah, I don't know. It's That's a strange world there. Wow. So, but yeah, definitely, I mean, for the fact of paying $250 per day, I mean, it's cause if people want to come visit... Is that just moral self license at that point? <laughs> hey, I feel really good about myself because I paid two hundred fifty bucks extra to cover my footprint, and I stayed here for three days. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. So you uh, went in February, February, yes, February. You went, and you're back in June, July. Yeah, early Ju- June. Early June. That's early right. Early June. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, how was it coming back? You're over there for you know four months. I I kind of know what it's like to be. Across the world in that for that amount of time, how did you feel coming back? Oh, I mean, it's strange. You come back and you, your whole world has changed. Then nobody and, else is, and has. nothing, nothing really changes. And and this, at the same time, you miss people, but life goes on without you. And that's kind of like a humbling experience coming back. You know, like the whole world didn't stop when you were gone. Um, but as far as just life goes, I don't know. When I was in Asia, I feel like I kind of said. Senses were kind of blown out all the time. You know, something always new to discover and you come back to something you're really familiar with. And while it's comforting, it's also feels a little less interesting than in comparison. But that's how I felt coming back. So then when you went back to school, because you came back and you didn't go back to school till August. Yeah, I was here for like three months. So how did you, uh, how was that? Or, Or had you been back... In your normal life for enough time that it felt normal going back yeah, to I, I didn't have, American University? Yeah, I felt fine, you know. I, f- I think I was pretty flexible and, adjust, you know, so it wasn't like going back. I was like, ah, oh, I can't do this. Or, I'm so overwhelmed. No. It was pretty, pretty smooth transition, I feel like. So you uh, started actual college again. This is this your third year now? Yeah. Oh man. Have, so you're a junior. Half se- half half through your junior year. Yeah, this is my fifth semester. Wow. So three more three more semesters. Had a little I don't know. I I switched up my major a little bit. Oh, when? Before before China I left. After? Before okay. I left. Yeah, it's from from math art. From art. Yeah, I you know it's been a lot of jumps, but. I switched it to graphic design. Mm-hmm. No one from Concordia will watch this, so or listen to this. So horrible professor. So I jumped out of that, and now I'm studying international relations, 
political science. And my awesome news is I have got the, an internship with the Department of State in back in Guangzhou, China for the summer at the consulate. So I'll be... 18? Yeah, 2018, summer. So there's like a pretty competitive internship that I kind of just signed up for and didn't expect to hear back and kept looking for other options. And then I got an email back, got an interview, and they're like, yeah, you have seven hours to decide if you want to come or not. Wow. Bureaucracy. Yeah. yeah. So, Hello. So, yeah, I'm going to work for Rex. I'm Interesting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no. if he's there by then, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. thrilled. That's fascinating. Yeah, I'm really excited. So so you'll be like the, the errand boy? Uh, so my job, I'll be in the consulate. I'll be doing um, the really exciting job of st- um, stamping fingers. <laughs> no, luckily not. Well, is this of uh, Americans? Yes, this is the U.S. consulate. So there's one embassy in Beijing, and there's four or, f- four or five consulates throughout the rest of China. This, this so where con- will you be at? This is in Guangzhou, China. It's the third largest city it's about an hour of a bus ride from where i studied okay so it's in the canton region guangdong region um but i'll be doing biometrics so stamping or scanning fingers where'd you say the city yeah guangdong oh Oh, oh, guangzhou sorry guangzhou Guangzhou? beautiful building it's really cool i'm really excited but uh scanning fingers conducting i don't know if i'll be conducting interviews or just sitting in on them and then i just get other time to go see any parts of the consulate and just really try to get a full grasp for what it's like to be a diplomat. So I'm thrilled. Uh, how much Chinese can you speak? I would say I can I can functionally do what I need and I can have a conversation if the people who are talking to me are willing enough to, to spend a little time. work, work yeah, with exactly. you. Exactly. So I'm just... Still continuing to to improve there. I'll keep. I'll have one more year of it in university. Uh, I won't get any major or minor or anything like that. But I'll just stay motivated, and I think I'll stay motivated and just keep learning. So, is it? it will it help you yeah, over there, or, or will you mainly be dealing with Americans? Def- no, no, I'll be dealing with Chinese people. It's the first. It's the large most. It's the busiest consulate, and it's with a lot of people who are trying to come students who are trying to come study or trying to move or trying to oh, so they have to go through that things that, like that office yeah. in order to yeah. get visas and everything yeah so i'll be dealing with chinese people most of the time so i had to kind of prove that i had a little bit of an understanding to get the job but wow yeah huge that's crazy from right here in the middle of almost nowhere south dakota <laughs> give us some credit very hey that's awesome yeah, that was some good news a couple weeks ago. I got out of bed at 2 in the morning because of the time zone difference, and I danced. I just danced. Oh, because you were, it was contact directly over there, right? That's yeah. not coming from Washington. That's actually from them directly. Yeah. So I got an email at like 2 in the morning. Yeah, will they fly you there? Do you have to do that? Yeah, so I have to pay for the flight. Uh, most pl- Most places, most embassies don't. Provide housing for the interns. This one does, so that's really nice because it's not easy to find. Ten, yeah, it'll be ten fine. Weeks. It's just a sheet of plywood. You'll be good. <laughs> oh, I have higher expectations. <laughs> but uh, so it'll be unpaid. But and you'll have a bathroom to shower in, right? You'll be fine. A wonderful. toilet. Wonderful. Done. Right? Oh wait. <laughs> but yeah, toilet toilet hose. Well, that's what I like to call it. So but you'll be near Hong Kong. Is that true? Yeah. So like one or two hours. And this is how Hong long? Kong. This is the whole summer. Yeah. This is for. 
10, the minimum of 10 weeks out of the summer. And then maybe I'll, I'll be really close to. D- does that open friends. a lot of doors? It should be. So it won't, I mean, just because of how the process works, it won't like fast track me to being, to getting a job in diplomacy with the government. But it probably looks good on a resume. That's Put what it in I was LinkedIn thinking. profile. That's what I. There we go. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it's like pretty. It's very competitive, especially in China, because people have been encouraging students to learn Chinese and get interested because that's the future. And so, mm-hmm. definitely one of the more competitive ones. So I mean, I I feel lucky, but also a little confused at why I'm in this position. So that's cool though. Yeah. But hey, if it makes you feel better, James Comey's like six eight. True. <laughs> so you, you, I mean, <laughs> but that, that one, that one uh, <laughs> similarity. <laughs> and we, yeah, that, and we're both not uh, working for the government anymore. Oh, wait, you were before. I knew kidding. it. Kim Jong Un's brother. <laughs> yeah, I made that connection later on that I was in the same airport as him. Huh. That's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Good thing I wasn't targeted by whatever crazy thing was inside that needle it's called a pricker it's fine is that what they call it yeah <laughs> that's how it works though you just bump into somebody oops, oops sorry and you move on it's gonna pinch a little bit <laughs> they don't even know because it just feels like someone bumped them because they're not thinking about it it's like you get a shot you don't pay attention and it just happens mm-hmm. yeah it's no big deal like electrical and then you're dead yeah soon that's after fine. you think movies are fake hello <laughs> You should go watch uh, Rubicon. What's that about? Uh, the shadow government. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> it's crazy. See if I can yeah. Amazon dig I up some conspiracies. Well, I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a show that they pulled really quick after the first season. Oh, really? Hey, it gets a little too close to home, perhaps. <clears throat> sort of like House of Cards? Yeah. <laughs> Rewrite the whole thing? Well, they're just done. Have you ever seen Man in the High Castle? No. Is it worth it? I haven't started it. Oh, okay. I want to. I just. Do you know the premise of no. it? So basically, it's like alternate rea- uh, alternate. I don't know exactly what the term for it is, but oh, the, the, isn't the, it if the states if Hitler fact, would have won? Yeah, we did yeah. not, in fact, win the World right. War Two. So I think the West Coast is owned, ran by Japan, and the East Co- West Coast, and the mid- Midwest yeah, and East is. Mm-hmm. Uh, under German rule, so I think that'd be something something super interesting to watch. To but I just haven't gotten started in it. So, was there any political talk over there when you were in in the China? Uh, this, for the most part, Chinese people don't get too involved in politics, like at all. Yeah, they, I mean, for example, in my comparative politics class, my professor was trying to get across a idea of democracy. To and, the Chinese, yeah, to the ch- Chinese students, and he goes, <laughs> he's he's Ital- it's Italian, sorry, uh, and, Italian, <laughs> and he goes, all right, so if we have a if we just started a new society and we have a big decision that needs to get made, how are we going to make it if we want to make everyone happy? And he's of course hoping, well, we'll vote on it. And one of the girls in the back raises her hand and she says, "Well, choose someone and let him make the decisions." <laughs> and they go, "Oh, that's a very Chinese way of looking Fantastic. at it." So that kind of sums it up, the fact that I didn't, they, they don't really get too involved in politics. Around the time, do you know about the THAAD, the anti-missile mm-hmm. mm-hmm. defense system that we implemented in South Korea? Mm-hmm. I got interviewed about that 
a few by times who? just by on campus like uh international oh, journalism because you're american so you must know yeah so mm-hmm. me and i sat down with a south korean former since all the south koreans are they have um mandatory service so they're well informed about um military government thing so he and i sat down and we just kind of talked about our perspective on it and then fielded some questions from did they give you time to um actually think about it and like dig into it or Uh, did you have a wealth of knowledge on it i i i had like read a few articles Mm -hmm. before in advance and then when i knew i was happening i sat down with him and we kind of tried to get on the same page so we didn't so we knew what we were talking about but (laughs) I tried to sound as uh, well-informed as possible. But that was pretty much it, honestly, for as far as um, government politics. I mean, they would make jokes about Donald Trump, but who wouldn't? Well, who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. It's too easy. Was there any, uh, does anyone, like, shaking in their boots? Fighting missiles Kim with Jong-un? missiles. No, they, I mean, they're they're very hardened to that idea. Same with the, the, the South Koreans. high-altitude area defense system. It's designed to shoot down incoming short, medium, and intermediate-range missiles. Exactly the type of weapons North Korea says it has. So, yeah, so the biggest thing, they were... The Chinese people... I mean, after this happened, Ch- the Chinese government closed down Korean stores and... Uh, canceled all of Korean entertainment that came into the country. So they, they treated it very... They say Korean. South Korean. South Korean. Really? Yeah, so, I mean, they responded to it very, very heavily. And their biggest thing is the fact that while this is, like, made the... the it's made to monitor any things that are coming from North Korea, mm-hmm. all that works in a radius, so we were also monitoring... A good chunk of China, mm-hmm. almost down towards Beijing. Mm-hmm. So that was what they were most worried about: is just us having intelligence that they mm-hmm. don't want us to have. Yeah. So that was that was their beef with it. Why well, do you think Russia doesn't want us having a missile defense close to them too? It's fair. <coughs> we don't. We wouldn't want it. So no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> now there's a lot of uh, by the non-official line. Um, there's a lot of speculation that North Korea just wants to be recognized as a legitimate country and a legitimate government. And I think there's an easy solution to that, if that's the uh, that's the case. What? Sit down and talk. Well, sure, but it's who just, has the guts to do it? No, no one. We don't want to recognize will. them, you know, because no one no one puts any faith in Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but the or Leang- is- Leangelo Ball, <laughs> <laughs> new diplomats. Right. <laughs> the NBA, the NBA, the basketball scene right. is a breeding grounds. <laughs> Uh, there's a guy called uh, Donald Gregg. Mm-hmm. He used to be, he was the South Korean ambassador um, during H.W. Bush, I believe. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, Herbert Walker, the old guy. Yeah. Um, and his whole line to this day is South Korea or North Korea just wants to be taken seriously. They don't want, you know, they don't want armistice. They want to be, like, they just want to be. Legitimized and have a, have a little bit yeah. of a voice at least, and and they want tourism. Yeah, well, but they can't because they, the moment they do anything, everyone threatens to nuke them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't. I'm not gonna like side with them, but the idea of being recognized is not something that's out of this world. You know, it's kind, hurts, of, kind of one of our human characteristics. You think? But I heard someone the other day that said, um, 
what really needs to happen is Trump needs to just go meet with him. That's that's what I've. There was a CIA. I heard an interview with the former head of the CIA. And he get, he laid out like three options. Mm-hmm. And that and if if you if war is the first one, and that's not one we want. And no. The, the second one is just going on and actually making connections, sitting down. And the third one is just trying to work through China and actually, rather than just try to f- put our ideas out there, listen to what they want mm-hmm. to see happen with the yeah. and then move on from there. Well, what these people I was listening to talk about it, they said that um, Trump is the... He is the personality to do it. Oh, no no doubt. Nobody else I mean, would do it. There's, there's yeah. No Bush would ever sit down. Clinton never would. Obama never would. They, they don't, they're not going to tarnish themselves. No. Trump doesn't care. No, there's it's no... It's going to be the coolest thing in the world. He's going to go hang out and probably build a Trump, Trump hotel. hotel there. Why not? <laughs> I mean, there's no like past <laughs> convictions coming, no. whereas other people, you know? So, honestly, it would be perfect if someone's going to. And that would just blow apart the liberal line. I don't know what and, would and, happen. And the hardcore Republican line that North Korea is bad. It would just blow it apart. It'd be crazy. Because the reality is, we will never, ever nuke North Korea. Oh, there's never. Um, there's. You know why? What's up? Because Seoul is within 30 miles. Well, honestly, yeah. I mean, it would, they're dead. It has to be retaliation. That's the only, the only way. But at, and at the same time, people say, "Oh, we can. We have the most advanced military. Uh, we can pinpoint precision attack." You know. But so how do you put like a, you, how do you put a force field around the radiation effect of that nuke? Well, and and how do you how do yeah. you like pick out every little spot where there could be some sort of nuke? And how do you take out the Kim family and not cause crazy retaliation from? I don't know. It's strange. It, I've, there's a writer for the the New Yorker. His name's Evan Osnos. Okay. He write he write, he spent like ten years in China writing a book, and he just went to North Korea. Like a month or two ago, and I, one day I just binge listened mm-hmm. him doing interviews on iTunes, or not on iTunes. Well, on iTunes, I got them off iTunes. Yeah, and just with different different people sitting down, and I so I pretty much know the whole story because he's told it over and over. But that was somewhat fascinating to me for a while. That's cool. So it'd be exciting to go over there. Well, I everything I've heard, it's gorgeous. Well, it's like on, a on paradise the, on the route they take you. Well, yeah. yeah, it's just planned out. But but I mean, even that. I mean, again, we are relying on hearsay at some level for a lot of the intelligence we have. Because I, I mean, I don't know how many recon guys we have on the ground in there. I'm sure we have some, just because our intelligence is pretty darn good. But the stuff we're getting fed is what our media wants us to hear. It's not yeah, really it's reality. Filtered. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm curious to know if there's any, if any storyline is going on over there or where you, was it kind of no, I mean, secondary? Every, I mean, I would get updates from the New York Times. No, I wouldn't get updates from the New York Times because that's blocked. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I would I would get updates. What about, BB, uh, what about like CNN International or BBC? So the, the ones that we used, like recommended, was BBC and Al Jazeera. So that's most of the news I RT got access to. RT Russia Today was that ever in there? Ah, uh, no, I never, oh. never have found that website. What? No, it's I've never, whole, I've never looked at Russia, whole, Russia Today. Like a news network. They have a, they have a bureau in D.C. or in really? New York. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I've literally never heard of really? Russia, Russia Today. Russia Today RT. Yeah. yeah I don't know if that would be blocked. 
But There's some crazy. Go VPN from China right now and see. <laughs> I canceled it. Canceled nice. my VPN. Twelve fifty a month for the best one. Did you notice any um, any lag or was it good? Uh it depends on because with the v, with the VPN, you know, you choose which where you want to take oh, your right. IP address mm-hmm. from. So among the international students, we always had our the fastest one, and it was Hong Kong three. So and if you tried to use a US um, IP address, it was so slow. Really? So we we had our fast ones, and sometimes it was fast. It was hard to like stream and download. But so just un unfiltered, like or filtered, but the non VPN access. What were your speeds over there? Uh, like four G, same four four G okay. speeds, and, so and n- nothing outrageously high, but no, but, but decent. And and data there is so stinking cheap. Everyone can afford it. So I mean, everything's run off cellular. For uh, I mean, there is like Wi-Fi, but a lot of people just stream because it's just as easy and just as cheap. And it's with you. Yeah. So I mean, my my campus, we paid, or my dorm, my roommate and I paid for a Wi-Fi router, but I would use, I would stream quite often because it was just as convenient. Hmm. But how much contact did you have with people back home? Uh, I mean the. Part of the difficulty was just time zone. So, oh, yeah. you know, for the first month, I would like wake up and get some messages from back home and I'd be like, oh, that's kind of sad. It's like, and then did they quit? People did people just forget about you? Yeah, a little bit. Well, that's but that's so terrible. I mean, there's only so much that I can like offer them, you know, so having them reach out to me all the time. And it's just so difficult. It's like one message at a time. Mm. So I think I. I skyped my each of my parents once and my roommate once. Otherwise, it was I was still somewhat present on like Snapchat, Facebook, so I people could see what I was doing. And now Facebook the, is not open, right? You had to VPN to that. Yeah, same with Snapchat, same with Twitter. See, but the thing is, I mean, with with them, then they have an alternate to all of those. Chinese people do, so there's like a so like a sense of Chinese community, but I never tapped into that. <laughs> How do you say Twitter in Chinese? Well, they have they have a they have one called Weibo, oh, which is oh yeah 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 and okay. That's that's Twitter. Yoku mm-hmm. is YouTube. WeChat is pretty much like Facebook. That was that. Right. I mean, I love WeChat is great. So it's so good, so fast. I mean, when you when you see someone, it's totally normal. Just be like, hey, do you have WeChat? And you you they pull out their scanners, and it, oh, it's lightning fast, it's like the QR scanner. I don't know the the app is just really good and people use it for commerce all that like they start up businesses on there it's it's the real so it, it, it is the, probably the most used like and, like messaging system over there right oh yeah they have um what's that one whatsapp yeah but that's in dispute with the government right now because so wechat has completely given up everything the government has complete oh, access so to they everything can see everything gotcha whatsapp but that gives them that kind of makes them the go-to then. Yeah, and and so with WhatsApp is they haven't they have not signed over that right. Mm-hmm. So pretty soon WhatsApp will get phased out. But we, I mean, every WeChat is everything. So you pay you there's WeChat Pay. So they don't use so cash like at Apple, all. Well, yeah, they just how much s- cash is used? I I was to the point where I only used cash and it was a uh, very trouble. People were often put out by the fact that I was using cash. That's so it's pretty uncommon. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, that's where it's going. I mean the yeah. whole like it's the crazy. Netherlands, that whole part of the world too is as going so cashless. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of, 
is terrifying. You think so? Yeah. It speeds stuff up so fast. Well, it though. does, and that's how it gets through because it's convenient. Yeah. But when it's a digital currency, but it's so much easier to go off. You think so? Oh, sure. The, from wh- from whose standpoint? The government. Look look at Greece. The banks stopped giving out people's money. Really? That's terrifying. Well, we can't have it run on the bank. You know, we know you, you're limited to how much of your money you can withdraw. Whoa. Are you kidding? So no, that's not good. But so if I went to the bank and I wanted every dime that I that I have out, I should be able to do that. Nope, not here. That's scary. But how? I mean, at the same point though, that's I feel like that's a little different from. And what if the power goes from, down? That's true. But what do you do? Barter then? What do you barter with? You have nothing to give them. It's true. Uh most at least most girls will usually have a little whoa, bit of money whoa, in their whoa, purse. Whoa. Oh. You know. I thought you could say barter with something else. Oh, no. <laughs> We're safe there. <laughs> Speaking of that, there's a funny term called the, the Beijing bikini. Uh-oh. And it's the, the old men, when it gets warm, the old men will all just roll, I mean, and they, they'll they roll up their shirts. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, and, and usually, usually, <laughs> I mean, most people there are pretty skinny, but they'll have like a little bit of like a, a belly, so the shirt will just stay perfectly, perfectly out on, on their- So they're just exposing their gut? Oh yeah, no. Like why? Like to cool off? Yeah, it's totally normal. Like I mean, ex- when Are it's you if it's warm out, every like if you're over forty, you have your shirt rolled up. It's so funny. I so can they shoot. won't take it off. They just roll it up. Yeah, they just roll it up. It's so funny. <laughs> What's it called? The look up the Beijing bikini. <laughs> oh man, this is dangerous. Yeah, no, you're good. The fact that it came up as the first option. No, this cannot be real. Oh, no doubt. It's wow, real. it's so it's so strange, so fun. And I mean, there's a group of tourists doing it. But. It's but it, and it's completely <laughs> like there's no no holding back. You know, they're not. Oh, they there's a picture of a guy smoking. Was that pretty prevalent? Oh yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, Especially even among our generation, so much, and it's it's almost impolite to refuse. A cigarette. Like someone will, hey, here's have a cigarette? Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, they sh- they love to share, you know, especially idolized foreigners. As sad as that is. But, yeah. No. I mean, they love to they love to offer their things to us. Um, But, yeah. Lots of smoke. Like, like when you go to the airport, they have designated smoking rooms where you, you pay money and you smoke into a hole. Like you go into a room. And you like it looks like a phone booth, like a whole room so of phone that, booth. Like sucks out the yeah, like the the air so is like a vacuum. So you breathe in, breathe in your cigarette, and then you blow it into. So the you hole. have you're actually hole. It's not like you go and smoke the hole. Oh, sorry, no. Okay, you blow. It just it just cleans the air for you. But, Interesting. Yeah. And there, it's like on their every one of their cigarettes, the Surgeon General warning is. A picture. Oh, it's huge. I mean, it's in a picture of a dead, like, like a, a rotten. Just disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we have that here. So, well, when I went through London in two thousand three, in the duty free in the airport, mm-hmm. you could buy Same cartons thing. of cigarettes, but in the largest black block font you could, the entire carton <laughs> said "cancer." You know, just yeah, horrible. Oh, yeah. But no pictures. It was just text. Oh, really? Yeah, these had crazy pictures. Wow. Everywhere. And yet, people still did it. People oh, still yeah. Do it. Yeah. It's enjoyable, right? I have no idea. I don't know either. I don't. That's, That's something, something I've never gotten yeah, into. Something I don't need to take up. No.
Now, I was just in Galveston a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's your about motorcycle that. rally. Um, they say it's the third large or third third. It's the third largest rally, the first, the biggest weekend rally in the country. It's four days. Oh, is Sturgis a week long rally? Yeah, it's like ten days. So, okay. and that's that. I think Sturgis and Daytona are kind of the top two, and I don't know which one's bigger. I, I'm sure they all say they're bigger just because it's prestige, but. I, I I don't think it matters. No one's there counting heads. I'm but I was in, we were in like a 10 block long, like one block wide by 10 blocks long of a main street in Galveston. There had to be 100,000 people sitting in that area. Easy. With half of them with bikes. Maybe not half, but it felt like it. So, like, you, would you compare, like, when you look at the main, the main road on the Minnesota State Fair, where there's just no breathing room? Or how would you- yeah, so that's full of people. Yeah. But then if you take the um the middle like four people out, and that is a stream of motorcycles cruising down the middle always. Jeez. And then where the people are walking, there are two or three like stacked layer levels of bikes parked the entire way. That's and then cool, people though. all around them on the sidewalks, up in balconies. Is it people's personal bikes? Oh, yeah, or are they yeah it's a total to show. Them? No, no, this is a total like, hey, look at me, I'm awesome. <laughs> and some of them are crap. And really? You, really, you just bought that Honda, whatever, and you're out here. And some of them are, you know, hundred thousand dollar pieces of art. You were out there photographing them, right? Yeah, we had a, a booth set up that we could photograph and create art of people, and then print them on metal, which is cool. But um, it was no one had ever seen it before. Oh, really? It's fascinating to me because it's not a new product, but mm. no one had ever had that thing offered to them at a rally before. And so we had a lot of people that were saying, "Yeah, that's awesome." But nobody did. They didn't know what to do with it because oh. it was so, like, weird and cutting edge. I guess I don't. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it was lame. Do you think part of? No, I don't think it's lame. No, <laughs> do you think part of it's transportation? Just trying to get it back. Would that be difficult? Uh, well, could could it? Well, no. We we would have shipped it to them. So this oh, is a drop ship strange. situation. Yeah. Strange. And I don't know. I mean, the crazy part was there was across the road from us was a company installing speakers and amplifiers in bikes. They had a stream of bikes all weekend. Just constantly in there. At one point, they had 11 bikes they were touching at once, actually working on. It was crazy. Dang. Upgrading the speakers. And to, w- <laughs> to watch these guys, who most of them were at least in their 40s, totally like get super giddy and act like 12-year-olds about how awesome their bike sounds now, the speakers. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous to watch them. It's so funny. Because then they, like one guy, you know they're just arrogant pieces of work in oh. real life. And then so they come over and drag this, hey, check it out. Yeah, sit on it. Yeah, man. You, and they crank it up as it. loud as they could, and it just sounds like crap. I mean, oh. it was horrible. I mean, brand new gear. They push it so hard, it's oh, over. Okay. It's terrible. Yeah, it's cool. My, my truck doesn't sound that good. Hmm. Well, Sorry about your truck then, yeah. buddy. So they spent, I think they're, the package they were doing was like 1100 bucks. Dang. Yeah. So they just that's, just, just that's turn them over. Though. It was insane. That's crazy. I just think it would be so interesting to be at a place like that where people's identities are so wrapped oh, up in totally wrapped in their up bite. in that and it's scary almost. And the clothing they wear or don't wear. So buttless chaps? Well, that's what chaps are. But most normal people wear pants underneath them. Yeah, uh, we some, saw a few some free ballers. Well, no, no, a few ladies that had it's like they put their undergarments on and then forgot the pants part and then put the chaps on. Mm. I, mean, I don't think they forgot. Craig. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they should have. Playing the crowd. <laughs> and then, they, I mean, there were people that didn't, uh, they were, they came like a night on Saturday was the crazy night. Oh, party night? It was just nuts. 
and there were people coming in that I was amazed that they left the house and what they had on. Really? Or what the little they had on. Is there a concert that night? Oh, yeah, that shows, yeah. Oh, I can't remember the band, because I don't give a rip. Um, but the guy that closed it out on Sunday, Vanilla Ice. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. He was at, I, I missed him. He was at Fargo at a, like really? a, like a high school it was either prom or homecoming dance. I don't know how they got him in, but that would be so fun. <laughs> it was so funny too because the guy. I don't. I, I don't. I wouldn't ever be able to pick him out of a crowd because I don't really care about him. But the um, one of the like twenty year olds that was installing speakers on the bikes across the road from us. He's just arrogant punk, and they were sleeping in the tent at night and bringing girls. It was, just, I don't think it was good stuff was happening that night okay. at night at that this event with them. Um, but he was working on, and some they were talking with a guy, and someone was just chatting with him, and then left. And one of the other guys in the booth said, "You know that was Vanilla Ice, right?" He said, what? He's freaked oh, out. No. So he sat there and talked to him for ten minutes. Had no idea who he was. I didn't even know. Let's get some Vanilla Ice going. Uh, this is the campus report, though. Just in case you're wondering, we're here with the JP Linguist again. <laughs> Let's kick it. Kick it, yo. Slide. 
a ninja cut like a razor blade so fast other dj say damn rhyme was a drug i'd sell it by the gram keep my composure when it's time to get loose magnetized by the mic when i kick my juice if there was a problem yo i'll solve it check out the hook while my dj revolves it So now you're back uh, and you're planning to go back to the China. So what, what until then, what are you going to do? I mean, you're back in school when? Monday? This is uh, Friday after thing. This is Black Friday today, Whoa. by the way. Hey, woo. Did you buy anything? Did you go shop? I, I went last night. I went to Watertown. On, on what? Gray Thursday? Yeah. Really sad Thursday. Yeah. No, I, we just went to go have something to do. Went to Walmart, Target. After the rush. We actually missed the rush by like four hours. We were there at like 10, 11, 12. Well, did you get anything? I didn't. Did you, uh, have, did you have a plan? Uh, one of my friends had to get some stuff for their parents. Otherwise, <laughs> we just we literally just walked around, shopped, shopped till we dropped. Awesome. I bought, actually, I made one purchase. I bought a box of cereal at Target for $1.50. So Black Friday Jeez. did me well there. It was huge. <laughs> nice. No, I actually went to, uh, we went to Sioux Falls today, this morning. Mm. To go to um, the Costco, actually. Was there good deals or just normal deals? Well, it's just normal deals, but <coughs> there was stuff I needed, and I, I had today off so I could do that. Um, yeah. yeah, Costco's ads didn't seem too, too no, crazy. No, and, and I don't think they do. Like, I don't think that's a normal thing for them at all. It doesn't need to be. No, but there's a company called TCL, T- The Creative Life. The TVs? Yeah. What about this company? Well, um, six months ago, almost, I got one for my dad. Okay. 4K, 55-inch TV. How much? $450. That's a good price. And it was dynamite. I mean, for the price, you cannot beat it. It's crazy. 4K looks great. It's awesome. Is it even cheaper now? $369. Snap. There was... Are that, you kidding? So, so I ha- I needed a new TV for the studio anyway. Oh no, so, you bought it? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> like I, I gotta have something here because I have I have two spots in here I need TVs hanging. Okay, and so, but It'll you can't beat the price. The bill. I, did you see Best Buy's one eighty for a fifty inch four K? Four K? Yeah, sharp. Oh, see, I, I did go in there um, looking for just to see what they had, and there was some lines at the TVs, so that would have been it. Yeah, it would. I think that's a pretty crazy deal. It's, it's insane. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like me, I don't want a smart TV. 
You know, um, I, I don't want it to. I, I want a, a good panel. Yeah. Because I'm an Apple TV guy. That's what we do. Yeah. But these, the TCLs, they're Roku. The Roku's built into Oh, it. nice. So does it come with a nice remote? Yeah. It's Sweet. done. Nice. So if you don't have, I mean, we have an Apple TV, but if you don't have that, out of the box, it's you everything have, you need. Yeah. And then if you happen to have a cable subscription, you just log in and you're, all the on-demand stuff is there too, but I don't do that. Who needs I'm that? a cord cutter and I'm happy about it. Uh, anyways, this year... I'll yeah. just keep studying. Nothing too exciting. Working. So um, your your new <laughs> your new um, not career, but your new uh, education path. Yeah. Is what? What's the major? It's International. Ca- it was called something? global studies. Oh, global. It's just like a interdisciplinary program. So, so I get it's, to t- it's just to learn other cultures. Is that the idea? Well, it's like it's a combination of like economics and international relations, political science. Stuff like that. Just uh, not really a defined career path. It's a good... A lot of students choose it if they want to work for uh, nonprofits or NGOs or go on to grad school, things like that. So basically the way I saw it is I'll always keep pursuing graphic design and art. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of... You can do the, that. You don't the, have to go to school the way, for that. Yeah, though. the way... I mean, honestly, the way I was seeing is like it's just as beneficial for me to do it on the side and learn on my own because that's... Kind of how it started. Well, it anyways. turns out you're stupid talented anyway. Mm. So, mm. so that works. So, but <laughs> so basically, that's always a plan for me. You know, have dream big and mm-hmm. see where it takes. So, awesome. Yeah. For those that don't know, the, the JP did design our Pui Milbank brand for us and my business brand. So I'm pretty jazzed about that. Woohoo! The luxury hasn't worn off yet. <laughs> Maybe it has. <laughs> It looks good though. We love it. Um So you'll be in China next summer. Yep, next And then summer. your senior year at the Concordia. Yeah. I mean, this might be even a little bit more. What? To add on to the thing, but I have since the major I take is pretty small. So I have another semester where I don't need to do anything. So my So you're done in like February? Well, well no, no, no. I I'm going to stay for all 4 years, but for my fall semester i'll get back from china i'll have like a month and then i'll head to israel study for what four months yeah then then you're done then i have one semester to come back take my core capstones finish it all off and close the book so and and then what's next do you have any idea uh like right now today 24th november 2017 what would be success at the end of your college Oh, success. It would, the pinnacle would be pass the foreign service exam and start a career as a diplomat. Anywhere? Or do you, Anywhere. Have, do you, do you want to be in China? Uh, no, that's basically, I think, but I think getting familiar with one place and understanding that well will make it easier to sell myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Having a good understanding, but um, anywhere would be fine. Uh, if I had, if that, that's not anything I can count on because it's difficult, long process, lots of testing and all that. And so if I had to choose something else, I would, my goal is to work for the first couple of years with some sort of, in some sort of international relations spot. So whether that be for a business, for a government, for a nonprofit, NGO, um, working kind of as, uh, 
connection between China and America, just because that's where I think my skills are right now. Um, but honestly, with the major I have, I'm open to anything. Just I want to have some time to. Well, I don't need not have some time, but I just want to go and experience. And so wherever that takes me, if that means I work at a coffee shop in somewhere in the United States, that's what it is what it is. But what's foreign re- international relations? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, just, just make it near an airport. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Get in the airport in the airport. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't have like a set path. So that's like something that I've obviously tried to figure out. But well, I mean, I, it's I a stressful thing. It is. And and I don't expect to get my dream job, uh, get a dream job out of college. Why? So, come on. I think, I just think it's imp- almost impossible, you know. To well, get you go to get your abs- attitude, to yeah, get your is. absolute dream job. I mean, that's I think that's a lot of extra added pressure and wait. I mean, I think always chase, always chase your goals, but rather than putting so much weight on having your dream job because I think so much of honestly so much of life is outside of work and if you can't be happy in your not dream job I don't know how you I mean you really it's not like it's going to be your life is just going to be amazing when you get it so um it, is that true though that I, most of your life happens outside of your job is that really the case statistically speaking well if, if you count sleeping with someone like you, you have to, you have to always be focused on <laughs> yeah. like the next thing. You know, you're always having to have that in the back of your mind. You can't disconnect from work. But I think in some some careers, well, in some f- factory jobs, you bet because you punch a clock at eight and at five, and yeah. you're done. It's true. When you walk out, it still moves. But I think there's other. But but a dream job? That's not a dream job. For a dream most job people. should be. I mean, true. A dream job. You kind of want that not to consume your life, but. You want it, to, it becomes your life. It's true. At some level. It's true. But I think the expectation of getting that right out of college is pretty unlikely, especially with the fact that so many people have further education and higher qualifications and things like that. So I think it's all about moving up the chain and figuring out where you actually want to be. So being open. So I wish I had a good answer for where I will be in... No, that's what I wanted. That's a great answer. Yeah. Because in a year, it will probably change. Honestly. I I hope it does. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I hope you're saying that not because you think it's wrong, but... No. Just that... Wrong. I'm exploring. Now, I think it's wrong that you don't intend to live in Millwink when you're done, but... (laughs) Well... (laughs) No, that's not true. (laughs) How many diplomats could live here in the... The Millbank, South Dakota. But I think there's, yeah, I think there's opportunities that I could, you know, make stuff. Okay, no, so it doesn't have to be right. So let, let, as we you, you know? as we kind of wrap this a little bit, let's let's go there. So, what is? I mean, with, with what you know now, you know, just in your the lessons we've talked the last year roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that could make Millbank appealing? to someone looking into what you're going to school for? Or is that because it's more international, it's not even a reality? That's that's one side of it. I mean, if I really want to go gung-ho and pursue it... I mean, you just can't. Just really, anywhere from here. From anywhere. Here, you have to... I mean, if if I want to even stay in the States and have something internationally focused or, like, politically um, in mind, you kind of... You have to at least have to get to, a, like, a metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that... And, kind, and kind probably of, a really big international one. So yeah. Atlanta, 
New York, yeah, LA, DC, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also things that can always be done on the ground level. I mean, it's not like I I wouldn't be opposed to a job because I wouldn't be flying on a plane every other week to and from different countries. But that would be kind of the fantasy. Oh, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what could actually happen in a place like this that would be like, well, perfect, you know? Unless you Any build ideas? some sort of private contracting company that you could base out of here, but I just don't know what that'd be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I, I don't think that's a bad answer or a wrong answer at all. I think that's a reality, and it's a reality that Millbank, I mean, if Millbank could be the awesomest place in the world, but if there's not, yeah. if there's not the industry, the opportunity that you are going for, I think it's ridiculous for Millbank to even to be upset that, oh, well, you didn't come back. Why? Come on. Well, well honestly, then make yourself an embassy here, and then we'll, then we'll talk. <laughs> it just I doesn't mean, work. It's like, it's very, I think it's ideal for a lot of things like, if you go to school to be in the health field or something, I mean, there's definitely options to come back and especially cool options with the new hospital and things like that appealing. But yeah, in some senses, it's just not there. But like I said, I don't think I have a defined career path either. So kind of take myself where the, find myself wherever the wind blows me, you know? So. Awesome. Yeah. Disappointing. Nope. Hopefully. Good. No, as long as you come back and say hi. Oh, of course. Moment's always home. I mean, that, that's the only thing that I require. <laughs> ask. I ask. Here, here we are. Here yeah. we are. You have to come back at least to hang out in this room. Oh, yeah. This um, growing project. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. love it. Someday, we love it here. Someday it'll be finished and fantastic. Oh, and then, oh, see, the, the final goal with this place is it will have multiple Skype-in connections. So that will be... No matter where you're at in the world, as long as we have decent interweb web access here in the YML Bank podcast studio. And we can get through the uh, done. great get, firewall get of, the China, firewall of China. China and, We're and, here. And, and the coming firewall of the America. Are we talking about net neutrality? No, hopefully it's going away, so then we won't have that problem. So that's good. <clears throat> We're going to directly start filming a political podcast <laughs> right, after this. Right now. <laughs> and go. <laughs> Quick, flip the switch. Um... Are there any um, females in this situation? No. Oh, darn it. <laughs> no, I, I kind of have approached that situation with, I don't Trepidation? I don't, I don't know what I want. <laughs> like, I don't know where I will be, so. Wait, does point, that mean that there's a pot, there's, huh, is this cryptic? No. Here, well, what does that mean? <laughs> Are you being cryptic? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, Are I just. Are you saying yes when you mean no? <laughs> I just don't. I don't know where I see my. I want to have. Say it. I, I want to have freedom, and but I think with with that, it's not like I'm, like, with with things like relationships. I feel like those just kind of happen, you know. It's not something you go. You really have to go and search out. So it's not something I'm actively pursuing. You know what I mean? Because I at this point I don't feel like there's a overly strong need to. So. Good. That's fair. Hopefully that's fair. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just kind of doing my thing. Until you're um, pre- ready for that, it's just a big fat distraction. That's what I'm thinking. 
I mean, good work. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't. Right now, I couldn't picture myself having to <laughs> drag around a ball and chain. So. Whoa, not to let him well. <laughs> I don't even go that far. Wow. <laughs> no. But no, I, I think that's very, very wise because once you start going down that road of, uh, of joining with someone else, it becomes. I mean, the, your priorities have to change. Oh, absolutely. And that's not bad. It's just the reality. So, yeah. if you have goals that you want to be world traveling, can't be can't be tied down. Sure. Or deliberately tie yourself down. Right. For yeah. Now. So don't For now. lose your. So don't do anything illegal. They'll tie you down. <laughs> True. <laughs> don't break it. Myself in jail. Steal my glasses <laughs> from Louis V. Well, yeah, if you do that, yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Just call up the the press. He'll come over. And then get mad at him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just think it's it's just so funny. It just solidifies the fact that that guy can't stay out of the drama of reality TV situations. It's just so funny. You're talking about the guy, the player's dad, Donald Trump. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Well, I mean, why? <laughs> just just to see. I mean, we all know that something like that would happen, but just the little. The little things that most people would just shake off or not get involved in, and he just loves to get tied up in them. But are we surprised? No, this that's, is how he's been that, forever. That, that's what I'm saying. We completely yeah. expect it, but it's yeah. just it's just funny to see. I think it's fantastic Be- because it goes against everyone's expectation for this perfectly polished diplomat that has to be ex- exquisitely perfect. The problem with that is, I mean, you can go against the grain, but I feel like it takes energy and focus away from other things that you know if, if everyone's so focused on which Who? we what do you mean the Who? media they, they can be focused all day long well, anyone consuming fine. the media i mean okay. we're so focused on we're so focused on the dumb things that he's doing and not focused on actual issues you know what but i mean do we care like we watch football that and stinks. baseball ah, and true. basketball do we give a rip about true. reality true we get sucked into national sports where these guys get paid bazillions of dollars for playing a game why? To keep us appeased? I'll get on my soapbox here. <laughs> no, I I can agree with you on this. I got out of after after being dista- de- detached from sports for a while. I mean, well, like, it's uh, about for, as loony of an idea as for me. Uh, for years on Thanksgiving, I've watched football. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I thought about yesterday? What? Not football. <laughs> I honestly forgot that there was football on yesterday because I don't care. I think it's outrageous. That we have an obsession national, well, globally, if you think about it, with soccer, we have an obsession with, with this is the slave trade. This is Just gladiators idolizing the crap out of them. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's the modern slave trade. Yes, they get paid a lot, but it's the slave trade. The stupid NFL combine, it's just showing <laughs> off your wares. It's 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 the it's the the um no, what are the guys that kept the the Ludises and back in the gladiator Roman times, the guys that owned these these gladiators, uh, they bring go. them out and they show off, show them <laughs> off. Yeah, hey, kill this guy. See how awesome you are. Well, so hey, look how high he can jump. This guy can run so fast. Yeah, he's oh look, I mean, he can bench this much. It's all it is. It's just showing off how it's animals. It's animal trade. It's horrible. And yet we train up these kids starting when they're little to play this game. Why? Because their parents weren't good at it. 
That oh, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Live the life I never got to. Please. So true. Oh man, that's yes, that is exactly the answer. In China, they'll send their students to school to make all the money. And in America, they want their kid to play baseball yeah. and make spend all the out, money. Spend how much money? It's not going to work out. Spend. I'm sorry. Sorry, buddy. I, I was in. I was down in Texas when the Astros won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't care. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, you you see the pictures or the videos of pe- of fans and they I mean they're on a, they're on cloud nine and you just you can't not feel happy for them. But to try to replace yourself, it's like I don't know what I would be doing at that point. We were in a on the seawall in Galveston. And so Seawall? Yeah, the seawall. It, it's a road that runs along the it's the Gulf Coast. That makes sense. Yeah, the seawall. Mm-hmm. And there's a little sports bar there. Well, we had went there afterward to eat because it was late and there was the only place open that we liked. It was kind of crap food, but anyway, we ate it. The entire crowd was watching this game. This was the winning game. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was the winning game. Every one of those people in there were dressed in Astros gear, and they were, like, yelling and, like, cheering on the team. And my thought in my head, you guys know they can't hear you, right? <laughs> it's cr- it was outrageous. Oh, it's. I mean, you probably picked the wrong sports bar in that case, so... You know, not trying to turn it on you, but <laughs> should I have gone one with the Dodgers? I think I don't think you. I was actually in L.A. at that point. Snap for real? Yeah, yeah. During the World Series, I was in Los Angeles. I missed all the. See, you clearly don't care. I I got out of it. <laughs> but oh man, no. I mean, just think of so much emotion is wrapped up into that for no reason. It's crazy for no reason. Like I used to cry at the end of football games if my team yeah. lost. Well, and and there's there's a lot of science behind the fans' emotional state fluctuates with the winning or losing oh, with their team. No doubt. So, just root for the winner every time you're good. Exactly. You have the happiest life ever. Oh, but then everyone hates you. You know. But if everyone did See, it, it wouldn't matter. Here's, I mean, you have that's that's the that's where the reward of it comes from is because you cheer for this team through everything. And then finally, they become victorious, and all of a sudden, you hold this power over the people who cheered for another team, you know? So that's why it's so much... If if everyone switched teams, just it wouldn't, no one would care, right? It'd be like... Well, yeah, there'd right. Be no competition. We wouldn't have any idolization of these people anymore. Mm-hmm. They would be... It'd be a letdown for them. Because that's like celebrity... St- I mean, these celebrities... act. Um, Movie stars, same thing. If we didn't give a crap about them, do you think? Do you think there's a little bit more validity to Hollywood actors, or what do you mean validity? Do you think people's obsession with with movies is more of a valid one than sports? More of a con- productive, constructive, or do you no, think it's I, all? Do, there, there, do, there's a lady that her job is the. Uh, she's an Adobe evangelist. Okay, that's her job title. She is. Uh, she's probably the only one. She, no, with there's that? There's, oh. there's at least two. Oh. One's a guy, one's a girl, and they do different pieces of Adobe. But they evangelize the world for Adobe. That's their job. Which okay, if Adobe's a religion, I like it. The I I was at a talk with her in 2015, and she was talking about um, her process. She's a single lady, probably in her late 40s, I'd assume, <clears throat> and. A really creative lady and just phenomenal. Like she was really fun to listen to. 
And she said she has made a rule with herself that she will only watch TV if she's exercising. Okay. So she says, I just don't exercise. So I don't watch TV. Uh, That that went from productive to not. No, but what she said, she says, why would I spend hours and hours consuming someone else's creation when I could be creating myself? And I thought, oh, crap. That's good. It's true. Because why, why do we then focus so hard on what other people are making that we don't have the time to make ourselves? And I don't care what it is. You could make a spreadsheet in Excel. I mean, that's creative when you really get down to it. Not for me, because I don't get it, but it's crazy what you can do with that. Or it could be paint. It could be any kind of creative something. I think there always does need to be consuming, because you need to get fresh ideas and be exposed to whatever's going on. But I think there's different levels of it that that actually offer you. It's so easy to just sit and just consume. Oh, yeah. And so I, I, her point, though, was she's limited to how much she will consume. And I think, well, that's that, that's a good idea because we, we then can force ourselves to start creating and making. That's pretty interesting. Look at YouTube. I mean, the problem is you then go consume forever on YouTube, but it has become a platform of creation. And some of the stuff is crap. <laughs> and the fact that there there's a, this channel my kids watch... And it's these grown people, grown adults, that run about and make these mazes and have Nerf Wars. And make a lot of money. They're they're 12-year-olds. Trapped in. And they figured out how to make money as adults. They're 30-something. Dude, perfect. You know who they are. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? There's 25 million subscribers on, what is it, YouTube? Instagram? I think it's outrageous. The reach they have. They're falling off, though. I think it's becoming well, well, less less and less cool. Well, they not they, because I watch they it. They sold out, right? Me neither. They sold out a little bit because they're now on TV. They're oh, on really? Nick, they're on Nickelodeon. I didn't know that. Yeah, right, it was a good so, amount of money. It's huge, right? And and they're big. They're I mean, it, it's crazy. But that started because they created something, mm-hmm. and they did it well. There's a blacksmith in Europe that I watch. His name's Alex Steele. Mm, that's Perfectly fitting. Yeah. Phenomenal. This kid is, he's 20, I think. No. He's been doing it since he was 11. And his, when he first started, it was just different shots of him making something in metal. No talking. Well, then as he got older, he started talking and narrating through. And he's he's really upbeat and jovial and he's always positive and he's just super jacked up to be there and he's going to make something cool and it's uh. the best thing ever. He, when I first started watching him in May, maybe, I he got interviewed by a, a talk show host in Portland that I listened to. And so I saw him there, or heard him there, so I went and looked, checked him out. And it was fascinating to watch his stuff. And he, um, he has gotten to the point now, he had 200, no, 150,000 subscribers. He just passed 500,000 in six months. Jeez. And he's hired a, a editor. To, he moved his shop to a big place. He's got a brand new, cool facility he built, and he brought everyone along with him on the process, the move, thought how to think it all out, and oh, it's really kind of fun. So he's created this cult following 
And he's, I mean, every time I look, he's got a thousand more subscribers. So he's, he's making money and that's all he does. He used to sell products. He said, I don't have time. Really? Yeah. So he just makes videos? He just makes videos and puts out content on wow. YouTube. That's crazy. But he's, he, and he's dedicated. Early on, he would do a few. He'd go out to the beach in, in London. He'd go out, you know, somewhere in England. He'd go up to the beach and, you know, walk, run about on the sand, and then he'd, like, talk some philosophy. Okay. This kid is brilliant, and he's, he knows what's up. And he, so it, it was fascinating to listen to him. Like, the wisdom he's got for being a young kid, he didn't go to university. He said, I never would now because he said, why, why would I? Waste all that time because yeah. what I want to do and love, this is it. He's, per- yeah. That, that's it. And he, he's not. The thing is, he's not stupid. He's just, he's wired the right way, and it's really fun to watch. So if you get a chance, Alex Steele. Alex Steele. Um, A L E C. Where'd you say he's from? Uh, somewhere in London or England. London. Someone. He's not in London. He's up north or somewhere. Norwich. <clears throat> there you go. So. I don't know. It's a, the whole thing of, of creating and doing that, and and yet we're upset because ESPN's losing viewership. The Who's NFL's upset? losing viewership. Well, we as in the country, That's you know, fair. the elites. Everyone's mad because there's controversy. Why? Who cares? Honestly. I think if an actor, if an athlete spouts off on some political rant nobody should listen or care ever do you think they are not as and for what reason who who can you listen to then well no the the reason that they are given a platform is because they have money and they're known that's it not because they're intelligent not because they know what they're talking about but that but it's not it's not like they do not you know no but they're given a platform solely because they are rich and a celebrity Talented, yeah but people like you, who it's not stupid. I don't think I'm totally stupid. But I mean, there's no way we would even be remotely ever considered for any kind of thought because oh, we're not known. We're not rich. We're not. You this know. is true. I mean, there, there are some. There's local talent. So all, all that to say, I, I'm done with professional sports. I think that's okay. I think so. I'll join you in that one. Good. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Well, we probably should uh, wrap this up. It is becoming somewhat later. And yeah. I, I have a couple interesting things to Ooh, leave yeah. you with. Do do tell. Just two interesting facts I prepared about China. Well, crap. You didn't tell me you had notes. <laughs> Just a few. Let's have it. It's pretty light. Two truths and a lie. Are you ready? Yeah. You have to, Okay, so I'm going to tell you two truths and one lie. Oh, and I got to pick the lie? You have to pick, see if you can tell the lie. Okay. Okay. So in China... They only have one time zone. So, in the west, the sun rises at 10 o'clock. But in the far east, the sun will rise at 6 o'clock. The second one. There's a famous dish in the Hainan province where children pee into a bucket. And they boil eggs inside of the children's pee. And third one. I don't have a third one. Both of those are true. And that's it. I wasn't creative enough to think of a third one. How do you get to that point? So, did it tra- happen to be an accident? The, the kids thought it was like the, pee, the pee urinal the they were peeing in? Pee in the bucket and, and then, boil the eggs. 
I or was it a, was it a ruse? Was it a joke? I don't, was I don't it a know. prank? There's there's a story. Did you try it? Is it good? I didn't eat it. There's a. St- Did you have the chance? Uh, no, I oh. didn't go to the Hainan province. But there's, I mean, in China. Oh, you a st- oh, well, you could have done it then, right? I didn't go. I didn't. No, I mean, you could have just tried it anyway. Oh gosh. <laughs> there's a story wrapped up behind everything, though. So I mean, there's got to be something philosophical behind this. Some crazy. Well, medicinal. okay. Well, it's boiled, right? So they boil them in it. Yeah. Okay, so th- anything that might be in there would presumably be boiled away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's how science works. But why? I still might find water somewhere. Oh, if a kid can pee, then they drink water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's. <laughs> I mean, you can go to the puddles, right? Right. Isn't that now, strange? You know, I would almost rather it be some sort of animal urine that they used, because they figured out there was some special thing the thing ate, and so it was cool, like civet coffee or whatever. They would, but oh, civet coffee. Is that the cat poop? Mm-hmm. Ah, I was there. What? Yeah, fifty dollars for one cup. Did you try it? No. Oh, oh heck I mean that's no. a lot of money to burn, but man, it'd be fun to try. Just, just to say you did. Yeah. That's like eating tripe. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't. I didn't try that. But they. I mean, I did bring home. This is it's late at night. This is for the PG thirteen <laughs> viewers. I brought home this. It's basically traditional Chinese Viagra. So it has. It's soaked in three different male animal reproductive organs that of a dog a seal and a ram and it's supposed to cause virility yeah men will drink like a sip of it every every night before they go to bed they'll keep it in their medicine cabinet down it it's really strange and so this helps them um perform yeah and i think it also is supposed to make more swimmers oh so, well, in th- some th- sense. that actually makes could make some sense if that's if they're wanting to increase their sperm count. I think I think it's the overarching all, all of the performance enhancing. It's kind of strange. Yeah, I bought it. I didn't. I will not dare to drink it. I was gonna say, what are you gonna do? With oh them? heck no! With who came up with the egg boiling? I don't know. Oh, are, are they in the in the shell? Yeah. Oh, that's different. Yeah. A little bit. It's still gross, but really. Yeah, well, is, I, but I don't know. Well, the, they have tea eggs that they make, which is like they boil the eggs and then they put it in like a really strong soy sauce and they crack it a little bit. So the soy sauce oh, goes in, in yeah. and it gets like nice and salty. So honestly, that might be the method they use too. So I don't know. Just use soy sauce. It's easier. Oh, so good. <laughs> and then they, the oh. egg white turns brown. So really good. Quickly. Is the soy sauce totally different than it is here? Uh, I, or do you know? I I don't I don't know if I actually ever tasted the. I know I think they cook with it, but I don't mm. know if they ever is actually like served outright. Like a condiment. Yeah, like vinegar was a common one. Really, really like spicy sauce. Um, balsamic vinegar, I think. But good stuff, about. right? Yeah, it was yeah. not bad. Yeah. I figured out I I like Korean and Japanese food better than I like Chinese food, but I love Japanese food. Speaking of that, we never ate sushi. We, we need still to do can. it again. Christmas, Christmas break. time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Done. <laughs> this has been the, uh, <clears throat> this is the campus report again here on the Y Millbank um, podcast network. Um, chatting with our good friend, JP. Fr- friend of the pod. Friend, <laughs> friend of the pod. Uh, JP leaned, qu- leaned, 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 Christ, uh, Back from China. Well, really, I mean, that's been a few months ago, so, yeah. but. 
It's true. Uh, home, home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Home for Purim. A home for Thanksgiving. Um, and going back uh, two days from now or so. Yes. Know? Sunday. And then you'll be back. When will you be back around the Christmas? Because we could totally sit down again when you're home for oh, Christmas. Oh, I'll be home December 15th. Till for how long? February 9th. No, January 9th. Sorry. Okay. Oh, wow. Right. You get a month I saw those eyes nice. light up. That would have been fun. Think of all the snow forts we can build in that time. Now that presumes we have snow. Or free time. Okay. I'm just kidding. All right. How, how am I going to build snow forts if I'm inside watching the NBA? Oh, man, good point. <laughs> Shoot. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> we need to make a timetable, schedule our timeout. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming in. This was kind of an impromptu thing that worked out really well. Yeah, um, that was quick turnaround. Yeah, it was fun. Fun stuff. I appreciate it. Um, any uh, any last words you want to give us? Any last words of wisdom? Ethan, how how. Oh, one It's one la. Wow, you still. Yes. And, and to you also. Oh, what's <laughs> See you later, everybody. Stay